Hey guys, we got another VP in the car, Jake and I. Jake is my uh, Uber, my Uber, my uh, volunteer. Yeah. Last minute, I, t- I texted him. I was like, "If you pick me up at the airport in Spokane, can you run me over? I'm, I've been looking for a truck for a long time." And uh, buddy Doug, you're out uh, met him shooting. He works at a dealership over here and and got a pretty good deal on a Chev. So uh, I flew over last minute. Jake picked me up and we're driving to the dealership. So it was an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> I texted him was like, "Hey, you want to do a podcast tomorrow?" Like, <laughs> Obviously, we haven't done one in a while. Uh, and he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "How about in person?" <laughs> and then I was, I was like, like, "All right, I know something's up." <laughs> I was like, "You can pick me up at the airport at 10:30." So anyway, we're uh, just picked me up and we're driving. We got about 45 minutes or so, so we're gonna knock one of these out. Uh, trying to catch up. I think you guys both know, uh, or you all know, we've both been pretty busy. Jake's uh, doing a shop uh, for J.C. Steel yeah, and working so really close. hard to get uh, that done. I got uh, my epoxy floors in, and they just look beautiful. we got to do some final touch-ups, clear coat, and uh, we're going to start moving desks in probably end of this week Proof. and uh, get all of our welders and fenders and cutters and all of our equipment from the old shop to the new shop and uh we're still cranking orders out so if you guys need steel you know where to go that's cool yeah right on so you've been doing i know the interall hunter series you're talking about yep. getting some targets together package for that you've got the interall 22 stuff mm-hmm. a lot of 22 targets and now prs is getting into that too so if you guys are looking for rimfire stuff you got tons of cool targets there we got fun. a lot of rimfire stuff uh, we have the package obviously which is called the nrl package which a lot of people whether you're prs rimfire or any of the rimfire leagues um it's just a really great starter package it's got 20 something targets mm-hmm. and hangers and brackets and everything with a full package yep so that's been super popular obviously with uh with 22 taking off i actually just got a 22 so i got a do tell uh voodoo um it's a voodoo 20 and a half inch barrel sweet and uh i will put it into um i will put it into my xlr and i think i'm going to kind of weight it so that my balance point's perfect and so i'll probably kind of play with the weights on my my xlr mb pro and that's the beauty of of that chassis is i can run i can really make my balance point obviously i want my balance point to be center of my bag so center of my bag will be you know we'll say four or four and a half inches in front of my magwell and so i can put you know a longer tongue up front which is the kind of the spigot type deal where the rail extends out and that's steel and i could tailor that to whatever mm-hmm. You know, because you don't need a lot of weight. You're, no. You know, there's, there, there's yeah, you're no not recoil. trying. To, you're not using weight to mitigate, mitigate recoil. You're just using it for balance. That's and, right. Uh, and when I just set up my 22 with the MDT, all I did was put a weight up. Um, where I, those external weights, I use my thumb. The way I shoot my, my left thumb, the front bag, the way I grip that rifle, I use uh, I use that weight. So I just put weights there just because of that is about the only thing. So is your is the forend of your chassis longer than long. your barrel? Uh, no, because I've got it's close because MDT four ends are so yeah, long, yeah. Um, which I really like. Yeah. But on a twenty two, it does. It is funny. It's yeah. So I've got uh, eighteen inch barrels. Uh, gosh, I believe they're eighteen and a half, eighteen, eighteen and a half, somewhere in there. And and um, so that it comes right to the four end, just just past it. It looks kind of cool, but it's a different. It almost like that old school man liquor style stock where the yeah, barrel, yeah, yeah. it's kind of that same thing with a modern chassis. It's pretty so awesome, yeah. It's fun, but no, 22s are fun. It's been, so it's pretty fun after you guys have played with heavy like center fire targets 
And then um, I ran a little 22 match at my house this last spring with about 15 guys when COVID was going. Everybody, all the matches were canceled, so we just did a little thing at my house. And and it was a, such a joy to drive around 22 targets versus uh, center fire targets. You can, <laughs> you can have a whole match and it weighs like 50 pounds yeah. versus a you know a center fire is like 500 so so what we have is we have you know a bunch of guys ask me how do i carry all this stuff around and honestly the duffel bags that we got from the ag cup um those i i actually took that duffel bag and i put an entire pack inside the duffel bag and you just carry it around those duffel bags are super heavy duty so you just grab it you zip it up you got all your targets in there you got all your brackets in there you got everything you need and then you just you just go set it up. That's a good idea. Makes it pretty easy. That's a good idea. Yeah. So anyway, I know twenty two's taken off. I know guys are just trying to scrape together any kind of ammo they can get right now. But um, but it's fun. It's uh, it's fun to see. It. It's fun to see it take off. I, I just got myself some Center X. Nice. That's my fave. Love, Love it. it. Got a bunch of that and hanging on to it. It's hard to go shoot right now because I'm like, can I replace any of this? Like shooting primers and stuff. So anyway, <laughs> um. So I'm, I'm still, you know, neck deep in my house. It's it's coming along. It was awesome. We did last podcast with our buddy Darren over at the coast. He calls me up. He's like, hey, he's a uh, does construction over there. He's like, hey, I'm in between some stuff. He goes, if you need help, I was like, no, I, I don't want. He's like, man, it, no big deal. And so, he came over and helped me out huge. So thanks to Darren. Woolsey came over DT. for a day when we poured. Oh, Woos came over yeah, too, huh? He did. Yeah. So we, it was a bunch of footings we had to put in. So we got an excavator, dug them, and you know. Um, uh, framed, f- formed them all up and poured. So, thanks to him for getting that done. But yeah, anyway, we're kind of off season. Um, a lot of you guys are getting stuff ready. Um, I've been, haven't been doing much shooting. I've been kind of trying to organize, like see where I'm at with components. Uh, I've got some bullets in. Trying to stock up on, trying to get primers sorted out. Um, which I'm, I think I'm going to be okay. And, and then ordering barrels, I just got, one thing I'm super excited about is a benchmark uh, carbon barrel. And I just got that in in a 6.5, so I cannot wait to get that thing built. I'm so jealous. And play with that thing. So I think I've rushed it because we're working on some hunts too. My buddy uh, Ben, we've been talking a lot and trying to, this year was weird. We had our, our some Canadian hunts canceled because of COVID. So mm-hmm. we're trying to navigate next year. I've been talking to a lot of guys if they think the territories are going to open up and really been missing hunting um it's just a good reset for the year to get out there and in the middle of nowhere i just love it so this was a weird year not doing that but um anyway yeah getting that ready got my barrels ordered but not a lot of 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 shooting i want to get those in get stuff broke in i've tried the br now um and that's what i ran like the last four matches i think i can't i can't tell the difference in shooting and in, in performance between a br and a dasher uh, to me, they're same difference. We went with a 28-inch barrel on the BR, like you guys know. And so my speeds were similar to a dasher and a 26. So there wasn't really a difference. The only difference it was in feeding, not necessarily performance. And for whatever reason, I thought the BR would be easier to feed because the, the shoulder angle isn't as steep. But because of the, the extra short dimensions, it was a little bit finicky. I just had to play with my like, kind of test a few mags i got mags that worked great but i did have to play with it more than my dasher which i was surprised about the dasher was easier in my setups all my different mags to run so that was the only side note my experiment i've gone through a couple br barrels i for sure will keep a br because it's so easy 
uh, and it's so consistent. You throw 105s into that 20-inch barrel, I was going pretty fast, like 28.70, 28.80, just really consistent. Just double check your mags when you're going. It's for whatever reason it really that super short case releases a little early and sometimes then it would nose up or nose down and just mm -hmm. something. Anyway, that was the only thing with the the BR test. After doing it, I'm definitely going to keep a BR to barrel around um, kind of backups. But I think I'll probably mainly do Dasher this year again. So yep, I'm going to do Dasher as well. Um, I'm going to run the new Valor yep. action and. Uh, Kind of waiting for that, which I guess my bolts are getting coated now, so I'm I'm Sweet. ready to rock and roll and get those barreled up at uh, Alamo. Um, they're waiting for them. Uh, gosh, I'm just so excited. Sweet. So going forward, we've been working on um, kind of working on the NBT Steel Challenge, getting that sorted out and yep. formatted. Jake's been bugging me. I gotta. He's like, hey, we got to get some dates figured out. I know you guys have been messaging us for trainings and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Jake's trying to nail me down on dates, and we're getting a few things figured out, and we'll keep working on that and, and, and let you guys know. I've been terrible about getting a calendar out lately. It just, <laughs> I pretty much have my entire calendar, so just so everyone knows, uh, we're waiting on John. Yeah, so message, <laughs> message Jake about training. He has, he's more, that's definitely more his wheelhouse. He's been doing that longer. Um, I yeah, love, we'll get dates going. Yeah, um, I'd love to come do that, and then. Uh, we're, we're getting that sorted out right now. I just, it's been, my computer's put away in the garage or my whole house is in the garage. <laughs> we don't, my house is completely <laughs> empty, concrete floors. And it, anyway, we're under construction. So been a little bit um, out of the norm. Um, shop is packed full. So where my reloading room is, everything's just packed into the, into the little shop we have of, of all the house stuff. So, so what we'll do is we'll actually chaotic. come up with maybe just like two dates for, for you guys. Um, yeah. uh, probably somewhere around here or, or locally. And then we'll also try to come up with some dates at matches, stuff that we'll mm -hmm. do, um, you know, maybe like a Thursday before a match. Because that, that tends to be best for everyone because as they say, you know what, we're going to go shoot a match. We might as well take one more day off of work or we might as well show up on a Thursday. They do a training. They're yeah. having a great time. Then they go shoot the match. And then we're shooting the match there with them. It actually works out really, really well. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll come up with a couple dates uh, for here tra training here in uh, Washington or Oregon, and then we'll do a couple, um, you know, out there as well. And so we'll release those here pretty soon on the website or or on the podcast, the dates, something like that. Yep, yep. So we're kind of we're kind of winging this. Like we said, this whole trip is kind of last minute. But what is there anything that sticks out to you over this last year of? I mean, we've been, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. Um, I've been doing this a while now. Um, things that, yeah, that you like. You're no rookie anymore. Well, I know. It's been a few years. <laughs> but, um, lessons you've learned, equipment you've changed, things you liked, uh, kind of like a recap on the year before yeah, you pick it up. Good. Anything you're going to change for next year, anything like that? So I am going to change, uh, you know, obviously my, my action. I'm going from the Curtis Vector to the Curtis Valor. Mm -hmm. um, I think with the new revisions that Chase has made to the Valor, um, I'm just going to be in my happy place of, of no problems, of of no, you know, no, nothing to tweak um, to get it to run perfectly. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm really excited about. Obviously the Vector, you know, we've both won a lot of matches with the Vector. Yeah. It's been a great action, um, but admittedly it's not absolutely perfect. And I think that's exactly where we're going with the Valor is a, mm -hmm. is a action that, you know, all the, you know, over the course of time, um, 
you want to make tweaks, you want to refine your product, you want to have companies and you want to work with companies that are saying, you know what, what can we do to make this better? And really that's, that's why we work with, you know, with guys like that, whether it's, um, you know, a chassis company or whether it's an action maker, whoever it is, um, you, you know, we want to make that uh, product the best possible product for what we're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously there's a ton of crossovers, whether it's, you know, a long range hunting rifle, whether it's uh, 22 shooting, so on and so forth. But I'm, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, you know, this year I was fortunate. I think I won four matches this year. So I was very fortunate to still get some wins under my belt. Yeah. Um, but you know, in looking back on it, uh, four, four match wins is my lowest total since 2000 per year is my lowest total since 2014. So I've had more, I've had five, six, seven, and eight mm -hmm. since, you know, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20 was my lowest win total at four. Um, I didn't quite shoot as many matches because of COVID and because of all this stuff. And yeah. so my numbers were down. And so maybe if I shot, you know, four or five more matches, I might've had a couple more wins. It's, it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. But I think that's, you know, something I'm kind of reflecting back on is just to be consistent and yeah. really uh, just for me is hammer the fundamentals on what I do well and, um, you know, keep my head in it and keep my, you know, my, my, my mental game strong, yeah. which is a giant portion that's of huge. this game. And we talk about it a lot in our, in our trainings on how to mentally prepare yourself for a stage and then how to mentally prepare yourself for a match. And then what you're doing over the course of the week, pre-week, or, mm -hmm. you know, what you're doing that entire, um, you know, all your training sessions. It's really a giant mental game because a lot of these, you know, a lot of these matches or a lot of these stages, I feel that when we're practicing, almost everyone during practice time can get nines or nines out of tens or eights out of tens or ten out of ten. Mm -hmm. And we notice that when we practice with guys is that, you know, they're, they're very, very good shooters. Yep. Well, then what makes the difference on a 15-point swing mm -hmm. come match time? They say, man, you guys really, really whooped us, you know, by 15 points or 10 points or whatever it is. Well, it's about staying engaged and mentally being tough, making sure that you're not taking any shots off because you just have one bad shot per stage over the course of a match. Guess what? That's 20 shots. Yeah. Where someone else might have only, you know, done that one out of five stages. And mm -hmm. so then they drop four shots, right? Yep, yep. You know, four shots that they shouldn't have dropped. Obviously, you know, we're going to miss because of wind. We're going to miss because of, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a tight time, you know, or we're not going to get a shot off. Whatever the situation is, which which happens to everybody. But And, and, and that's not the, the misses I'm talking about. The misses I'm talking about are the stuff that... You make a bonehead mistake. You shoot the wrong target. You forget to dial. Mm -hmm. You uh, you transition, and now you're looking at a, you're looking at a wrong target. Maybe you didn't even shoot, but you're looking at a wrong target, and it takes you three or four seconds to realize, oh dang, that's the wrong mm -hmm. target. And so then it you know then you time out on the stage. Those are the those are the misses that really really hurt, and those are the misses that are inexcusable um, if you want to shoot at a high level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big thing for me. This year was was it was a different feeling as far as uh, mental focus and and preparation was. We did a lot of matches that ended up being. I felt a little uh, short notice spur of the moment with cancellations and reschedules and just trying to fit them in around work and seemed just like a crazy year. So I'm I'm like just I'm like 
I want to go like matches are starting back up and I just want to finish my house and get everything in order and then and then gain that focus like that's right. it's hard to go and compete at, at the top level with being a little bit distracted so I think that's really good but um, equipment wise new things I'm also switching to the Valor um, not a lot changing um, kind of MDT's come out with a kind of a new grip their grip will be finalized uh, kind of a Gen 2 Skypod so a little miscellaneous things that like you said about companies improving I'm excited about um, I get you see people you know uh, products go down people bagging on them instantly whether it's a trigger or a scope and we've seen I've seen everything go down from 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 everything from tangents the most expensive tangents to the cheapest scopes everything breaks as mechanical and so um, I love watching companies continue to improve trigger tech is doing a kind of a, they did a not a recall but like a notification if there's an issue to send back they're constantly pushing constantly improving all these chassis I just love that this market's growing so much there's not much money there to do R&D with this with the ch- chassis and the hunting side and all the new stuff that's coming out all the new guys jumping on the carbon band uh, proof was a one-man show for a while more or less and now there's you know benchmarks got theirs i've got it in hand i, I have chambered it so i don't want to be the guy that's saying it's the best thing ever but pretty confident which the, with the way these barrels shoot uh that the carbons are going to be good so i'll keep you guys posted but Bart, bartland's doing it as well we got a bit of a drive left all right um so um that's been that's been fun to say see the one thing I was getting questions about presses, I'm I'm sizing still quite a bit on the rock chucker because of the inline fab case eject. It's so stinking fast. A guy was messaging me a day or two ago about runout, and he's like, "I'm sizing on the coax because I think the runout's less." And I was like, "Man, I measured that rock chucker. I use using a bolt central uh, dasher and a BR die, and I essentially have zero runout on my cases. And I'm not using. There's no expander ball in there." Um, I've talked about this before, but just that inline fab case eject makes it so fast. You're handling a piece of brass one time. It's 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 shocking how much faster that goes. Um, Do they have that for that other for the uh, so for the, the zero four nineteen zero press? Yet? So that's that he was asking about the zero press. He's like, hey, are you selling the rock chucker now that you have the zero? And I'm like, as soon as inline comes out with that case eject, and I've been talking to them. They said they're going to work on it. Um, I talked to them a month ago. They said they're going to work on it in the next couple months. So uh, fingers crossed for that because once that comes out, I'll pretty much switch everything over to the zero. I've been seating on the zero now, um, but still that speed of that case eject on that so rock chopper is huh? so stinking fast. So we'll keep you guys posted when, when inline fab comes out. I'm sure they'll make a post. And But that is such a cool, inexpensive thing i can't I've, I've mentioned on here a bunch but get that thing that's a something that continues to be impressive i just swapped my uh my auto trickler my powder throwers i had the first gen the little red hopper ones and they were starting to bind up a little bit and i just got his i don't know if they're gen 2 or I think gen v3 three now, yeah. i think it's the v3 all billet um powder measure so i just installed those like a couple days ago uh, really excited about about those. Um, just kind of getting everything in order, getting ready for season. Um, obviously, the new the new loophole reticle. Guys have been asking me about that. They are going. They're working on production as fast as they can. Everybody in the industry is behind this year because of demand. So not only are they keeping up with their prior demand, they're also trying to get a new lineup. So that's coming as fast as they can. Um, anyway, just it's called the PR2. It's coming out. Um, Anyway, why didn't they call it like the John Pinch reticle? I don't get, I don't yeah, get the this. Pinch Come reticle. on, Leupold. 
No. Oh, is it PR? Oh, it is it's pinch PR reticle. Too. No, it's okay, precision, okay. precision rifle, too. No, it's too. pinch reticle. I'll That's call it pinch it reticle. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. I was going to say, geez, you, you guys dropped the ball on that. Unbelievable. Uh, no, I love those guys, so. Uh, we're anyway again. I just love the, I love these companies the stuff we're working on and the, just pushing forward and and everything that's going on. But um, kind that's of awesome. I'm kind of we got this some of these matches coming up. What do you think? What are your guesses on when do you think components will be available? Gosh, maybe 2022. I think it's. I think it's out. back. I mean, I've That's uh, what I think. obviously we have contacts, you know, very yeah. high up in some of these companies, whether it's Hornady mm-hmm. or uh, Capstone Group, which yep. does Lapua Burger or Federal, um, you know, and so I typically work with with Hornady. Yep. I typically work with Hornady or uh, or Federal quite a bit, and. Um, what I'm, you know, what I'm noticing just from the talk is that they have 16 months of back orders to go through before anything else happens. Jeez. And so if they got 16 months of back orders to go through, that's just to the, that's just to the Cabela's of the world. That's just to the Bass Pros of the world. That's just to the, you know, the, the, uh, yeah. you know, the handlers of all this material, which means it really is not going to get out to the the main population of our shooting community in in quantity for a while so we'll see how it uh we'll see how it goes um i'm i we're pretty fortunate that we have some stuff that we that we kind of piled up Mm -hmm. um you know over the last four or five years uh but i think it's going to be 2022 before we really start to see stuff on shelves again like i don't think we'll see the entire 2021 i don't think we'll see primers yeah. On shelves in Cabela's the entire year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm I, don't, I don't think so. I want to go shoot. Like I've got last off season. Um, there's a uh, USPSA league pretty close to my house, and can you hear all right? Yep. The audio's all right. All right. Um, USPSA league pr- pretty close to my house, and I <laughs> could drive to it and shoot. And now I'm paranoid to go shoot. I got a little bit of nine mil ammo, and now I don't want to go shoot it. So it's definitely entered in my head. Um, got some got a new ar i wanted to go break in i was like man you got to kind of be careful with ar ammo there's not a lot yeah. of it around and so kind of scraping through uh, through reloading supplies and you did get a like new that. ar yeah i got some some cheap ones so nothing too fancy but um i need to get a couple i want to get a couple of those zero delta range ready ar that's what i that's what i really is that want. what we used that's at what the, we used at a helicopter and those things ran like tops yeah i want to get a couple of those and i i talked to them and of course they're yeah, I mean everyone's <laughs> back ordered. It's like, and, and I and I work with those guys, right? I mean yeah. they're they're great friends of mine and and business partners and so on and so forth with with everything. So I just wanna, I wanna try to get a couple of those because they're so awesome. Um, and, and they you know they work good and all, but right now everything is just, it's tough to get. So we'll see yeah. if I can if I can get a couple. Yep, yep. I'll keep you informed. Yep. Hint, hint. Zero Delta. I'll keep you informed. Yeah, exactly. So let's jump back to we kind of we're just bouncing around, but let's jump back to uh, last year. Uh, can you could you identify? I, there's some things that um, I, I by the, now I I know I know my strengths um, in shooting pretty well and and some of my weaker areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like um, I like movement. I like challenge. I like positional. Um, I get a little bored at prone. I get very bored at prone, so I never practice it. 
hands down, it's a skill. It's all I did for until I started competing was just sighting in 300 rums and checking drops and big and 338s, always all hunting stuff. And I would, I would just always prone, you know, take a win, make a shot, getting ready for hunting season. We're doing low development. I was just a belly guy. That's what a lot of, you know, guys are until they you're forced to get off your belly yep. and learn how to shoot positional. And so that's all I did until competing. And then once competing started, I was like, because I was, it wasn't, I just didn't shoot that much. Because once your gun's dialed, it's dialed. You don't want to go through barrel life. You know, you're practicing a few shots in the wind, you know, as much as you can just to kind of stay tuned up. But then I started shooting off positional and it, I was like, this is fun and this is hard. And I have definitely gone down the road of um, I like quick paced movement, positional. It's fun thinking through stages, figuring out positions. Yep. And I get a little bit of I get bored of prone. And because of that, to my detriment, I don't practice it. I don't think I don't focus on it that much. It's like lay down, shoot five shots, two shots near to far on five targets. Yeah. It's a 10 round stage. We do it a lot. It gets really boring, but it costs me and I know it costs me. And so that's one thing for me I'm going to I'm going to have to force myself to go do get back some of those areas I used to go shoot up in these canyons a little bit more prone shooting um, paying a little more attention on the focus and when we talk about that mindset and that focus going into matches and going to each stage where you're focused you're you're walking yourself through a stage you're visualizing I'm going to move here 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 and here you're doing all that um, I tend I caught myself this last year uh, losing some focus on the long edge. Well, it's two shots near to far. Instead of taking all that focus where there's no focus on position, it has nothing to do with that, and all that matters is wind because everyone's yeah. going to lay down and shoot good. You just got to figure out the wind. Um, and I, I think I've, I think I got lazy. I, you know, I still, had, I still did okay, but those stages where you, you know, you get a seven instead of a nine, you know, or an eight instead of a ten, or you just one or two points there. And if there's two or three prone stages in a match, that's three, four, five points. And generally, I can make them up positionally, but if I think I think if I was a little more disciplined and focused on it, um, I think I could gain a few points there. So I think that's one of my biggest weaknesses, um, just because of my, you know, my viewpoint. I just get bored of them, and so I know that about myself, and I got to double down on it. And yeah. so that's one thing for me. I've been thinking about this off season, um, things that I need to work on. Um, I love positional. It's it's. I think it's the heart of this game is, is spotting your shots through there. I've also been I've also been looking into LASIK. My eyes are not. <laughs> I'm a little worried, man. My eyes aren't what they what I want them to be. So <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I've been out talking to a bunch of guys, and um, I've been uh, looking into some places in uh, in town, Salem and in Portland, that mm. do that. And so I think I think some part surgery. of that topic. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna say that it's it, it's hard to understand, and so. A lot of people like to shoot prone, um, and I think the reason they like to shoot prone is the exact same reason that a lot of people like to go to target or matches with big targets, because it it truly does level the playing field. Because I mean, if you look at you know a lot of these prone matches, um, or you will call them prone heavy matches, because there's mm-hmm. there's really no matches that are all prone, but prone heavy matches. Uh, you know, you'll have five or six matches and there might be five or six different winners of those matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really make, it really changes the dynamic. And then you look at a match that's got, you know, maybe big targets or an easier match. 
and you'll have five or six matches and you'll probably have five or six different winners of matches. And so in the same capacity, it certainly um, levels the playing field, uh, which I don't necessarily think is a good thing. I think that you, you, you need to earn it. And if, I mean, I've said this analogy before, but if we all go to the golf course and hit a six inch putt, you know, all 100 of us make the, that six-inch putt on paper, we're all the same, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if something happens and you hit a rock on the on the putting green and your ball doesn't, you know, go out, well, you know, that's kind of a fluke deal. Uh, but on paper, now you are not as good as the guy that just made it. And so there is a little bit of that luck stuff with the prone because you could have some wind switches over the course of a day, you could shoot a different stage in the morning when it might be calm, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's calm in the afternoon, right? There's mm-hmm. all these different different things, and I think we saw that a little bit at the uh, PRS finale as well, mm-hmm. where it was kind of pro and heavy, where we shot, you know, 13 or 14 out of 20 stages, and we were shooting a modified prone or a prone type stage. Mm-hmm. And so you have those, you know, obviously people say, well, it's going to even out. Well, yeah, it could even out, but not always because you just look at, at um, you know, some of the other matches that might be more positional heavy um, where you're doing something different. Uh, you're shooting over a tank trap one stage and then you got culverts the next stage and then you got tires another stage and then you got, you know, you got all these different uh, stages where you're doing something different. And I think that that probably proves to be who a more well-rounded shooter is um, instead of someone that maybe can, and I'm, I'm by no means want to throw anyone under the bus and say that they don't deserve anything that they got. But sometimes we look at um, the, you know, standings on a pro and heavy match and you see someone that typically finishes in the 40s or 50s in their third place or their fifth place or their whatever. And so you're like, you know what? I am very, very proud of person X, Y, or Z. That is awesome. I love to see it. Um, But is that a really good representation of the skill that is going on throughout the entirety of the match? Or is that maybe something, you know, was there anything goofy going on? And so every once in a while, you and I will look at scores. We'll say, okay, something something goofy might have been going on. Um, Or something with the match, the course of fire, or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and maybe that person just had a great match. Um, but why do they have a good match? It's just like, you know, you're shooting basketball or whatever, and you're shooting free throws. And I've made, you know, 60 out of 100 free throws, and I've, do- I've done that 50 times in a row. I've made 60 out of 100, 60 mm-hmm. out of 100. All of a sudden, I... I make 95 out of 100. You say, well, wait a minute. Did they move the hoop closer? <laughs> Did they make the rim bigger? What happened? Because that's, that's not, just an anomaly. you know, that's, that's not necessarily. And so typically it's, well, yeah, they made the, it was a kitty hoop. Okay. Now I see why, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jake made 95 out of 100. And so then there's, there's those kind of different things that I, you know, I want to try to figure out. I love a well-rounded match. And I think you see attendance on the well-rounded matches. Um, you know, they're starting to climb because people are enjoying a challenge and people Mm -hmm. are, it it used to be that you had a super 
heavy percentage of people that would go to what they call points matches or easier mm-hmm. matches. Why? Because they're getting a big percentage. I think some people are starting to get over that now and they're not worried about getting a couple extra percent. Instead, they want to go, they want to have fun, they want to be challenged. Yep. They want to do a little bit of everything. And so out of you know 20 stages, they want to do 20 different things. They want to yeah. you know shoot off a tower one, they want to shoot off a culvert, they want to you know, they want to do different stuff because I, I think that's the, that's part of the excitement of the sport is mixing it up um, instead of maybe doing 14 prone stages in a row and and doing it again and again. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've heard a lot of people say, man, I just want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And they're from di- areas where it's typically prone heavy. Um, and so they say, I just, you know... It, we already sh- we already did a prone stage. Can we do something different? Well, yeah, yeah that's a that's a very valid that's a very valid point. It's so. fun. It's fun. I like moving around. It's fun. There's going to be more matches. There's there's the the points matches, the meatball matches, whatever you want to call them. It's it's you know if you drop one point that you're in trouble or you know and that's a different stress than going. It's fun. They're all it's a fun. different stress than going to a hard match, yeah. But it's getting to be, I think people are getting to know, like, hey, it's fun to go to those, kind of those people call it skull dragon matches where it's just tough, and maybe you get a five or a six or a seven or even and a you're proud three of it. or a four. Yeah, and you're proud of it. And you're still in contention to win the match because it's just a hard match, which the balance is it's hard to bring. It, sometimes it can bring harder to bring beginner shooters into those, but hopefully that's what the club series is for. And rim fires, get those guys there. They get beat up a little bit of a two-day. So I, I just the, – the longer I shoot, the more I love those tough matches where every stage is a grind, and you're like, man, I just got a four on that. I just got a six. <laughs> and you're used to getting eights, nines, and tens. So it's been fun shooting those those tough ones. I only had a, had a couple last year, um, and they were definitely the highlight uh, highlight of the year. So, um, yeah, it's quite a bit of fun. Do you, do you want to hit on um, – I don't even – I'm going to bring it up anyway. We didn't even talk about this, but I get a lot of questions. I don't want to cause controversy or anything, but I get a lot of questions. Um, hey, man, I was, what's the NRL like? I've only shot PRS. Or what's the PRS? I got a call from a guy. He's like, well, I was thinking about shooting the PRS because of AG Cup, uh, but I've only yeah. shot NRL. And it goes both ways. Some people think we're, like, on a side or whatever. I started in the PRS. I love the PRS. Um, I think it's the, got the the biggest, uh, the the most level of talent nationwide, just because it's more widespread. So you get the top shooters across the nation. There's a, a smaller section of top shooters in the NRL, but I love that league. It's obviously it's more out west, so it's we're surrounded by it. Real good people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like both leagues. We get put in this weird spot being out west. I think. Yeah, and I think it's everyone out west. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've been I've been no, I'm not a fan of this back and forth, you know, uh, you know this league versus that league. Yep. Man, I'm just I'm a shooting community. It it to me it it seems like it's a, it's like a racist or it's it's like a, it's like a it's like a, you know, there's. I don't know. It's like there's no race. I, I want there to be the human race. And I'm, <laughs> I feel the exact same way. It's like I don't care if, if it's NRL or PRS or yeah, whatever it, it is. Match. I just want to shoot. I want to have fun. 
it doesn't it doesn't matter and i know it matters to some people yeah. that are, are probably invested into that are probably invested into a league obviously the prs guys the guys at the top they don't like the nrl guys obviously the nrl guys at the top they don't like the prs guys that's yeah. that's just competition at its finest it's the i mean it's the exact same way with ford and ford chevy, chevy right yeah. right ford guys don't like chevy guys guess what I could care less about that. I'm I'm a truck guy. I want to have a nice truck, yeah. and I and I I can appreciate a nice truck. So I'm a fan of all trucks, and I, it's the same way with with these leagues. I just like good matches, and there's a lot of talent in both leagues. Yep. There is a lot of crossover too, but there's some For guys sure. that don't shoot, uh, like Nick Godarzi doesn't shoot PRS, yeah. and you know he's he, he's a killer. Yeah, he he won three out of the four matches that he shot this year that were loaded up with top that, guys yeah that you and me and morgan and dan bertichini all these guys yeah. that are you know traditionally are in the top you know four or five of the prs yeah. well guess what he beat us all three times in a row yep. he doesn't shoot he doesn't shoot prs he doesn't really want to travel for for those matches and we don't have the yeah. the prs support in the west especially in the northwest or in the you know, in the Southwest, we don't we don't have that. You know, the whole West Coast, we have a couple PRS matches, um, and so which I th- do. this year was one of the best matches I shot, which was the California yep. PRS AG Cup match, and I was very fortunate to that was a fun one. to 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 win that. But guess what? That was a very you know low attending match, and so yeah. there was. 60 guys there. Yeah, yeah, you were there. Austin Orgain was there. Dan British. You know, there was a lot of really, really great shooters yeah, there. Um, and and you, you find that at every match, whether it's PRS, whether it's NRL. Yeah, there's getting to be. When you mentioned earlier, you, you know, you had four wins this year. Part of it is is a scheduling thing. Part of it is the level of competition. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of good guys out there. And so these matches that you don't – there's not really – I mean, they're – there hasn't been a Canadian match for a while where, like, there was. I went up there, there's nobody there. Like, a lot of good Canadians, but none of the top names. And there hasn't been any of those matches. There's so many good yep. guys that every match we went to was stacked. Yeah, and so when you do win a match, you're going to earn it. And, yeah. and, you know, we saw that. It was very evident this year with, like, uh, you know, Matt Brousseau, for example. He shot, I think, five matches. And yeah. Um, all year, he I don't think he did great this year, uh, except for the finale. He comes out and win. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? There's guys that are winning those matches, and they're equally as talented, and they're very good shooters. It doesn't necessarily mean that, um, you know, it's just everything is getting tougher now, and there's, you know, you got to figure out which matches you want to go to, which ones are close. They do have the AG Cup matches, which you won. You won two AG Cup matches this last year. Yeah, yeah. And I so did. Uh, the, those those AG Cup matches bring, you know, five or six more top level shooters than t- that that traditionally don't go to that match. They're going to come to those AG Cup matches, and so it's great for competition. It's great to, yeah. you know, to really do that. Um, I I like all the matches. I personally could yeah. could care less. What I don't like is I don't like the. I don't like the back and forth on people bad mouthing and saying this and saying that. No. It just gets old, it's and it's, old. it's just like stop, you guys, and let's just all do it. And then there's competition, and then you know you can't do this if you do this, and we don't like you if you do that. Okay, 
you know what? I mean, I'm yeah. I'm just gonna go shoot and have fun, and yeah. you know, if y'all if y'all want to do X, Y, or Z, then do it. If you don't, then don't. And yeah. and there's, but I, that's a great question because yeah. um, because we have a little bit higher concentration of NRL matches in our area, mm-hmm. but you and I are like the two northwest shooters that travel i mean we travel more than anyone in the country i would yeah, say yeah we, we we put a lot of miles on us that traveling all over you travel the east a lot i travel east yeah. a lot we travel to texas yeah. and up northeast wherever because for one we enjoy shooting for two we have a lot of friends that we want to go see and we have a lot of three you, you have know, to if i had a choice to drive and just and we have to. That's call, exactly Call right. my friends on the phone. I would do that. But I have to fly. I mean, I think we had 12 matches, two-day nationals, and I think yeah, I fly I to eight to, or nine I think of I them. I drove to two. <laughs> exactly. And so, so you're exactly right. We have to do it because not a big deal. But so let's let's so the NRL PRS. Like I want to, I want to dig on this because this is it's been it's been bum, it, bumming me out a little bit. And part of the reason maybe I haven't been as fired up to shoot this offseason is. I don't like the division. I don't like getting put in. And we trying to do a PRS match and, and help Shannon out. And we, we're doing a big NRL match. You guys, the JC Steel match is huge. The MDT Steel Challenge is a giant match. I mean, we had 200 people sold for that match before COVID hit. So that's a big match. Got the helicopters. It's just probably one of the most epic matches of the year. We had side stages all day on Thursday. Guys were shooting till dark, hooting and hollering. We just had a really good time. Um, trying to run the PRS match and we ran into some some venue issues we were having to move around um trying to nail down new venues is hard I'll, I'd like to get an Oregon match that's difficult we haven't had a good Oregon venue in a long long time for any league ever um we're close on some things I still don't know how that's going to play out because the schedules are out now and everything took longer so we get and then we get stuck in these things where I think some people think that we're anti one league or the other and I just I just want to say it like it couldn't be further from the truth and I think some people don't believe that that we have this agenda towards to benefit the NRL because the NRL is over here and while I love Travis and the whole team um, we I, just don't care I just don't care I want <laughs> the best I want what's best for the shooters mm-hmm. what's best for the sponsors for the longevity of the sport and for all of us that's right not necessarily if PRS or NRL quote unquote wins and loses and I don't even I don't even like talking about this but I feel like I just gotta say it because of just hearing more and more from different people. Um, there's there's pros and cons on both sides, like every organization and every man-run event right. or company in the entire world for the history of time. We're all faulty. We all make mistakes. We all do good things. So <laughs> I'm, like, venting right now. <laughs> no, that's good, though, because I think it's, oh a, it's, my gosh. it's so true that, that – that the division is getting really old, right? You know the 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 yeah the people I, that are putting the wedges in. Yeah, that's getting old for me at least. It's getting old for me, and I, and, and part of the reason I'm bringing it up now is because I didn't realize it was. I thought it was a lot of it was kind of in fun, and we I'd fly east and we'd joke around with some friends, and we'd kind of go back and forth. And I think it's after some things at the AG Cup and talking to some different people. I think there's people that think. There's a deeper that there's a deeper division than I thought was. I didn't think it was that big a deal. So just kind of talking to more people and getting trying to get a different perspective of the West Coast. Um, and and there's different there is different matches. I love the PRS and the NRL because it's super competitive. And Jake and I are both very very competitive. I don't the, like the Guardian matches do awesome things, but whatever that's inside of me that wants that com- competitive level, they don't necessarily have. 
Right. It's just a different focus, which is awesome. It's it, and they it's that's what they say. Hey, this is more family focused, more community focused. It's great. You don't have that level of competition. With competition comes some drama, obviously, but we work through it and we keep that high level of competition, which is awesome. And I love the PRS and the NRL for it. But there are other leagues. There's there's lots of shooting going on. I want what's best for the sports. I want the sponsors to be profitable which means all these companies are making scopes and guns and barrels and chassis and triggers and all these things that um, that they're making from money from off of us. And then in turn, they're supporting us and the sport. Uh, so what is what is best for the sport is just a a mass amount of leagues best for the sport <laughs> like RTC no. and Guardian. Yeah. And uh, these, you know, you get. There's there's rimfire. Uh, NRL 22 is not the only rimfire league. There's you know yeah, there's PRS, four or five different yep. people that are doing rimfire leagues. There's the I think it's called the PR 22, and then the they have uh, now they have the Voodoo Rimfire Series League, right? Yeah. They, there's all these different leagues. Yeah. What is better? What's the best thing for the sport in, yeah. in your opinion? I mean, I have I hesitate to say I voice this a lot to both both owners of both leagues and i mean i have some ideas and again i'm a person so I'm, i know i'm wrong with some of them and, I, and i've probably got some elements of truth i would obviously i would like uh i, I well may as well talk about it. so i there's how many matches 50 some two-day matches between the PRS and nrl i think that puts a stress on sponsors that's difficult to sustain um i think i think a lot of us would like uh, a few less national matches to get everybody at the same matches and maybe a stronger club series that didn't stress sponsors um i think i i had ideas where like man i'd I'd love to see the prs just run with centerfire and the nrl run like a hunter and a rimfire series we've had that discussion i've you know everybody both sides i've talked to owners of both and I mean, those are some of my desires um, as the PRS strength. And, I mean, the PRS was in a bad spot when Shannon took over. And, and admittedly, they've done a great job. Mm-hmm. They're, they've strengthened. There's good matches. There's getting to be a lot. There's, um, it's doing it's strong. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, they, they saved it from the – it was going in a bad direction. Um, and so I have some wishes like that that will never happen. Uh, so, so I don't know. I just I want to see sponsors get bang for their buck. Big qual, fewer big quality matches I think is important, and then figuring out how to strengthen that club series where you don't need a prize table. You just you know have some cool trophies, have these big you know big clubs, and then and then drop bring people up through those, get them into the two days. Um, I just uh, anyway I don't know I you know brought that up just because it's been on the uh man there's a lot of wind damage we're driving down the highway and there's trees down everywhere was this from last week yeah it was bad up here just one after another look at this we had 120 miles an hour up here for all day for 24 hour stretch i was talking to my buddy the other day they've been out of power for like six days you know that's crazy so anyway um again i just want to reiterate uh i like both legs I like shooters. I like sponsors. Um, I think the shooters and the sponsors come before the leagues, and sometimes I think that gets lost in the yep. in the shuffle. And that's all. I just I just want to say over and over and over, I want the best for the shooters and the sponsors. I don't care about the leagues. I like them both. They yeah. both have good things. They both have bad things. I've, that's anyway, right. So and and I like I like uh, you're exactly right. The sponsors. 
the companies that stand behind this um like you know what would the what would these leagues do if if every single company said you know no we're not interested in in supporting financially or product there would be no leagues like they're, they're not going to stay open with zero money to to run stuff yeah i or, don't know that they could run on just membership yeah or maybe they could but. Uh, maybe but or or you know what if what if we said you know what for one, we're not doing membership, and the sponsors aren't doing it. You know, where's the? This is a shooter-run league, and this is a sponsor-run league. Mm-hmm. Um, all all these leagues are. You know, that's how we get by, and and that's what's important is to realize that the sponsors are really making it happen. Um, they're the ones donating to the prize table. They're yep. the ones, you know, financially backing, um, you know, uh, a league or whatever with a title sponsorship. They're the ones mm-hmm. financially backing, um, you, you know, know. Meals at matches and meals, tables and, yeah, and different all that sponsoring stuff. helicopters for, you know, just different That's things right. with these big matches that we're, that we're able to do and for so shooters. It comes from sponsors. super important that we realize that the sponsors, we've we got to take care of them. we got to take care of, of um, you know, the shooters, obviously. And there's a lot of, a lot of shooters that are, that are buying product and there's a lot of yeah. a lot of that and guess what these companies have to be profitable or else it's not worth it yeah so go out and get some product go yeah. out and do that and it's the same thing i just i literally just bought a voodoo today yeah um with my own money yeah. i paid for it it's it's something that i that i want it's something that i yep. um want to use and i'm going to use it probably until the the curtis uh 22 thing is all finalized and finished up yeah um but it's something that i bought with with my own money because i want to also support you know uh the you know the 22 series yeah there's a ton of good companies in the industry obviously we're preaching the choir here like i mean tons and 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 again they're making money i freaking love it it's good for everybody Mm -hmm. so um anyway anything else you want to add to that like that was a little sidetrack but i i just don't like the division i want I don't know like i just want everyone to it's like that uh who's the who's the guy on uh, uh what's what's the what's the state classy san diego the ron oh, burgundy yeah, uh what's will that? ferrell so it's like the guy brick right that just says i love lamp <laughs> I, he just loves everything like that's what i just want everyone to love everything right and so and then we can have our petty little match disagreements <laughs> and our little shooter things where we're competitive all the dumb stuff like that's fun i love match that yeah that's fine but just keep this <laughs> i just want to keep i want this thing to go in the right direction um, that's right the, as far as the question in regards to what's the difference between a prs and an nrl match really comes down to match director i think yep um if I could step back, I would say the NRL, Travis really, <laughs> this guy can't stay in his lane. Um, Travis has really focused on or made it a priority to try to have fun. So he'll try to get everybody to a restaurant, you know, on Friday night or Saturday night or try to do, he's trying to always have stuff going and trying That's to right. make it more of a community. And, and that has been his emphasis and he's done a pretty good job. Obviously some matches are snowy and rainy and no one's hanging out doing anything. They're going back to the hotel, washing the mud off their gear and taking a hot shower, trying to get warm. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on, you know, summertime matches we're barbecuing or playing cornhole. There's, there's different that. And I feel like that's a little different than the PRS. I feel like the PRS is, um, is maybe a little more competitive, which I really like. Um, they're mm-hmm. really focused on that. I love it. Uh, but all in all, the matches are 
very they're the same you can you're gonna prep the same for either match it's some of them are the same match directors jake's run prs and nrl matches for years both of them um this is the same difference so not really a difference in the shooting it's more um you know more just kind of leadership background stuff kind of some entertainment just very similar so i get that question quite a bit from east coast guys what's the nrl like very very similar travis from the nrl you know filmed for the prs for a long long time a lot of the guys that started the nrl were heavy in prs so it's it's this same difference just a little different feel uh, a little different flavor so you're not your prep for a prs is the same as nrl that's so right that's all yeah same style of shooting i think my my thoughts on that are um really you see the same you see the same shooters there. You see the same. Yeah. It's more ge- le- geographically. Whoever's yeah, there is going to go. Yeah. Whoever is in that area is going to go. It's like, you know, we were talking to some Oklahoma guys, um, you know, great friends of ours. Uh, they said that they had 10 matches within 10 hours. Wow. It's just like, holy smokes, right? And it's going to be the same this year. They're going to have a bunch of matches within. You know, it's pretty packed in that particular area, so you're going to get a lot of those same guys at those same matches, right? Um, we're going to do the, you know, kind of the same deal. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah. You know, we're, love get, it. we're getting close to pulling in here. So, anyway, we just wanted to kind of catch up. Obviously, we, it's been a little slow. Things are going to kick off. Do you have a first match scheduled yet? Uh, I am going down this next week to Texas for uh, Alamo Precision and and to visit Alamo Precision and Sweet. Curtis. Uh, so I'm kind of just doing that as a as a promo. I'm gonna talk with these guys, get some videos done, get some content going, and um, just excited to hang out with those guys. Look at some new products they have and Good. and work with them. My next match is. I guess we're going to shoot Cold Boar middle of February. So that's a RTC team match. Yeah, that's not too far out. A few weeks. So, yeah, we'll start there. That's another league that's really fun, a little team team match, different, right. completely different feel. So, anyway, um, again, I appreciate you guys' messages. Um, trying to be pretty, you know, honest, straightforward with you. That's why I brought up that thing. It's all good. I love both leagues. I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, it's good to catch up. We'll get rolling again. I'm sure it's matches pick up. We'll get get going, and then hopefully I got a bunch of. Been talking to my my buddy Ben, who I hunt with. Hopefully I have a bunch of hunting. I'd like to do a lot more hunting content this year, and uh, some more podcasts from hunts and some stuff like that as well. Yeah, um, that's a huge market. I love it. It was my first love before any of this. So um, really, Jones and been working on some scheduling and trying to figure out some cool hunts for next year. So anyway, until then, we will talk to you later. Toodles.